Why, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Business of Ergonomics podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about a different framework for positioning office ergonomic assessments. So let's jump into that right now. Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. I'm your host, Darcy Jeremy. I'm a board-certified professional ergonomist with over 15 years of experience delivering ergonomics programs to employers of all different types. In this podcast, I share what other healthcare professionals are already doing and being with ergonomics assessments and how to land those clients that you dream of. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode right now. Happy New Year. It's officially 2021. And if you're listening to this episode in the future, thanks for listening. (laughs) And what I'm going to be sharing today is going to be that, well, I hope it to be, that's my purpose, to shift your perspective about how you offer your services so it encourages action with those ideal clients. So not everybody, not everyone's going to be your cup of tea, not everyone's going to want to work with you, but your ideal clients that you love working with. Um, So I'm going to be sharing how you can get this started because what I've noticed with working in this industry and multiple industries for years and years and years, that there is a really important thing for us to keep in mind. And it's that our employers, our clients, our prospects, there will always be an opportunity to serve them with ergonomics. Always. Hands down. When I managed that in-house ergonomics program to the tune of more than 10,000 employees, I saw this every day and it came down to the matter that I didn't have the bandwidth to do everything I wanted to do simply because there was one of me and 10,000 employees. So I had to pick the priorities of what I was working on. And often it had to do with workers' comp. Because that's, that's very costly, as you would know. Um, but the point of this is that if you know how to position ergonomics to what your ideal client or a regular employer in your community wants, you can move that relationship forward. And really, it is all about relationships. And I've, I've noticed a common trend with people who are in my programs. And if you're anything like me, you would be a passionate professional. And our desire is to positively impact our community. And that's a very powerful thing to say because we know that there are Many, many, many companies, even if you look locally in your city, that would need at least some assistance with ergonomics. And the statistics speak for themselves, right? You've heard that um, half of all, probably more than half of all uh, claims to workers' compensation boards are related to soft tissue injuries. And if you just run the statistics too, um, the majority of companies will at least have one workers' compensation issue at some point in their career in a number of years like it's it's hard to eliminate and to get the specific st- statistics just head to those 
um, websites um, out there. You know, OSHA is very good. There's there's tons out there. You just have to do a quick Google search. But the point of this podcast today isn't to talk about the statistics because we know that is a factor. What I want to talk about is how we position our services so we can not only allow those companies to want to work with us, but how do we enjoy working with them? And oftentimes, when you talk to these employers or these um, prospects, a prospect is someone who is considering ergonomics, but perhaps hasn't moved forward with you yet. One of the biggest limiting beliefs that I've come across is that ergonomics is too expensive. If one person gets an ergonomics assessment, then everybody will want one. Everyone's going to want new chairs. And how common is that? The thing I want to talk to you today is how can we really serve our clients? Is it going to be a flash in the pan? So a flash in the pan is when you get the call that someone wants ergonomics and that employer probably doesn't really know what they are getting into, but they ask that, hey, can we just get ergonomics assessments to um, every employee in our organization? Now, of course, as a revenue generating activity, getting ergonomics assessments for every employee in an organization can be incredibly lucrative for you. But oftentimes, that's going to be a flash in the pan. As you know, full office ergonomic assessments, and I say that full because you're going to be doing a one-on-one assessment and a report, that can be anywhere between a few hundred dollars to a thousand dollars per person. So you can see the magnitude of doing a role like that. But when you think of what that employer is considering, that might be their entire budget for the entire year, two, three, or four, and that might just burn them out. There must be other solutions, and there is other solutions when you come uh, um, develop your ergonomic services. What I love to frame up is a measured approach. A measured approach. Um, oftentimes, it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all. There's going to be other solutions because people have different levels of need within an organization. So my question for you is, how can you build that relationship? You'd be surprised with the amount of other opportunities that are out there, but you have to, I guess, take a step back and ask what those employers are looking for. Some employers might be wanting to do this for that squeaky wheel employee. And you've probably heard this before. It's this person who complains about anything and everything. They're, they're really um, motivating that employer to do something, something about ergonomics. They might be contacting you because of a workers' compensation case or a claim. They could be contacting you because they were told to do this by corporate. Um, maybe it's trendy. Maybe they want to look cool and look like they're a cool place to work for people in their community. Or maybe those employers want to work with you and they want to move forward in ergonomics because they realize they want a holistic solution to keep employees engaged, motivated, and productive. So there's all these angles to what that employee 
or excuse me, what that employer may want when they're calling you up to get ergonomics going. And to be aware of these issues and concerns, they're all just entry points. They're all just entry points. What you want to do is address their ergonomic need based on their situation, its priority, its impact. And ideally, what you want to do is build that long-term relationship. I think the most value as ergonomic consultants is to be that trusted resource. And oftentimes you'll see these relationships with other vendors and corporations. They are the first person that they contact um, because they have that know, like, and trust factor for a variety of reasons. And the reason why I bring this up, I want to show to you that there is an incredible amount of value for a long-term relationship. When you have an ideal relationship with a client, it's not so much that you want to give them you know, the full office ergonomic assessments because they've asked for it because you know that you're going to get a huge revenue bump in your business. I, I mean, I love that too because um, in the past I've had those unicorn, I like to call it a unicorn client, when I've made my entire uh, goal for the year for consulting in a quarter because I was just so busy doing full office ergonomic assessments for a huge employer because that's we, we determined that this is what they wanted to do and it made sense because this is what was required. But, and, and I, I love that, that's, that's huge. But not all employers, once you have that chat with them, are going to be that knowledgeable about ergonomics or may even have that budget. And I want y'all, our ergonomics consultants in my programs, every ergonomic consultant, to realize and you know it took me a while to realize this too is that once I super please a consultant uh, an employer I can generate referrals case studies testimonials that will further my business and those referrals and those case studies and testimonials is almost like um, adding that diversification into my business so if that one employer burns out or they find another consultant or change management, whatever it is, I have enough other referrals and other companies that I work with that it's not going to be an issue. It's really not going to be an issue. Because um, one, of the, one thing that's happened to me, I had a big employer that I had worked with for years and years. They had a change in management. And almost overnight, I went from being very busy with this employer to not having any uh, business. And that, that really can happen. So it's much better to have referrals and have multiple organizations that you work with rather than just one employer. And I've seen this happen to many other ergonomics consultants too. It's a real, real issue. Um, and the big thing is that I want to serve my clients in a way that will improve the site ergonomics. And that may mean that not everyone needs a full office ergonomic assessment. Perhaps some people might, but 
there are other services that we can provide to them that furthers our relationship, gets to the root cause of the situation, and moves up. The next thing I want to talk about is what you really want, because this is at the end of the day what really matters. It's how we position our services to the employers that we're going to be working with, or companies, employers, companies. It's kind of interchangeable. Do you want a stable income? Good reputation, big impact, large network, trusted advisor. That's going to shift how we position ergonomics and how we work with those companies in our community. So your next moves, and this is the end of the day, your decision, how you run your side hustle, your company, your business, whatever you want to talk about, how you uh, implement ergonomics. And oftentimes it takes a leap of faith to get to your ideal client's attention. So what will be your next move? Will you make an offer? Will you do something related to ergonomic services that will motivate them to move forward with you? And I see this as there is two general columns that this falls into. Both are fine. And as I mentioned when we first started off this podcast is that we know that ergonomic-related strains and sprains and discomfort will likely develop in the vast majority of companies in the world today at some point in time. So you have two perspectives for this strategy and how you move forward. You wait. I mean, you'll have to market yourself and be that known person in your area and build that network and go to those networking events and get to know people in your community. But I mean, you wait, you do push forward with a promotion. because that, And that's fine. That depends on how you want to run your marketing campaign. But you do need to do some aspects of marketing because for the majority of people in ergonomics, um, people just don't know that we exist doing these types of services. So it's, it's really important to whether or not you want to wait or perhaps you want to encourage action that we need to build those um, relationships. And let's talk about the other option here. So you can wait or you can encourage action. And is there something with this that you can offer proactively? And that's the key here. Proactively before an injury occurs to a particular employer that you think that you really would enjoy working with. So this is all measured. It's all um, devised beforehand. Is there something that you can offer them that they just simply can't resist to build that know, like, and trust factor? And this is something that I love doing because it works very good. And once you get your foot in the door, it's an opportunity to talk about all the other ways that they can work with you, but it does require an investment of your time. Um, and really, you're looking at anything that would add value to how they work, how they get business done, um, their processes, their operations to impact the bottom line and make it as easy as possible when it comes to ergonomics. So I want you to think about that right now. Uh, we talked about a lot of things. We really did. And I really think that there is much more opportunity out there when 
we don't offer those full office ergonomic assessments where we take a step back and really figure out who we want to work with. What are their issues? Is there anything else that will give a big impact, but perhaps isn't the unicorn client that I talked about that you know we all can desire, but it can burn out a client? How can we generate those referrals from other um, companies that we would love to work with? You can wait or you can encourage action with this. So there you have it, guys. I hope you enjoy this episode and we'll talk soon. So if you like what you heard in this podcast episode and you want to learn more, you want to learn how other healthcare professionals are already adding office ergonomic expertise to their services and practice, I have a training for you. All you have to do is head to ergonomicshelp.com slash learn dash ergo. That's ergonomicshelp.com slash learn dash ergo. And you can get started today.